0: I've been preparing this homily since October 26, 2003. I know this, and in fact it was probably about 6.15 to 6.20 p.m. I know this with absolute certainty because it was at that Mass in the very last row of St. Clement of Rome Church in suburban St. Louis that Father Steve, the new associate pastor, got up and read this very Gospel. And at the line, Take Courage get up, Jesus is calling you, it was as if a lightning bolt struck me straight down the middle. I mean, I knew God in that moment. There are a few moments in our lives where we can really say that we are touched by the hand of God, and for whatever reason, God touched me that night. God went to the very core and showed me in that moment. I didn't know at the time that I was going to be a priest, but he showed me in that moment that he really Loved me, cared for me, desired to be in relationship with me. And most importantly for me, because I was a senior in high school at the time, he had a plan for my life. And it wasn't about going off on my own, it was about following him. And I'd love to say to you that the next, you know, 15 years were one constant step in the right direction after Jesus, one after the other, but they haven't been. In fact, I'll omit most of the next six years of that story as so as not to inspire any of our younger students here tonight. But a couple years later, you know, this gospel kept resonating, kept calling me back, kept coming more and more up. Take courage. Get up. Jesus is calling you. A couple years later, three years later, in fact, I was studying abroad and trying to figure out as a junior in college, what am I going to do with my life? I was finding emptiness in all of the things that I was trying to find I fill my thirst take courage, get up, Jesus is calling you. All of a sudden, after I went to confession, I realized that God loved me, yes, but he also made me for more. More than what I was seeking on Friday and Saturday night. More than my grades, more than my career. God had made me for service, to serve. And at this point, the inclination toward priesthood was growing stronger, but still, I didn't get up, take courage, I didn't take courage and get up and follow after him wholeheartedly. I still hesitated. Yet God works in mysterious ways. Three years later, this gospel comes up again in the lectionary. And where was I this time? In the Dominican novitiate at St. Dominic Priory in Denver, Colorado. Somehow, God had led me along the path to where now I was fully invested in discerning a Dominican and priestly vocation. And I remember sitting there, because after about two months of the novitiate, you don't know what is going on. Because you get to the novitiate, and what does the novice master say? This whole experiment that we're about to go on is one of prayer, one of silence, one of discernment. Our whole lives we're wired to be productive, to be efficient, to be someone who contributes to society. And we get to the novitiate, and it's not so much what we contribute as to how we listen. Take courage. Get up. Jesus is calling you. Really, for probably the first 12 years after I heard that gospel in St. Clement Church, it was about getting up. It was about the courage to just follow after God. It was about following that vocational path. And maybe that's what God is saying to each of you tonight. But especially these last few years in my priesthood, I've realized something. The importance of the second half of this gospel. Because as hard as it is to take courage, get up, and to cry out to Jesus, Bartimaeus was scorned and derided for his efforts to do so, it's just as hard once God touches our life and heals us to follow after him. But that is what Bartimaeus does. Jesus restores his sight. He can do anything now. He is healed. He is full. And he chooses with this new gift to use it in the service of of our Lord, And so the last few years, this passage has really challenged me to recognize the power of grace. That grace, which is God's life within us, when grace touches our hearts, when grace moves us, it moves us in ways that are, frankly, uncomfortable. But instead of disrupting, instead of destroying, instead of dividing, as sin does, what does grace do? It might disrupt, but it heals. It might challenge us, but it unites us to the Godhead. It rebuilds, it restores, so that we can continue that work with the Lord of growing in His blessedness and grace. God deigns to dwell in us. God makes His home in us in the Holy Spirit so that we can follow after Him happily, joyfully, so that we can be restored, renewed, rebuilt, United, integrated, made whole. In the second reading today, we heard from the letter to the Hebrews. And in there, there's this where it says that, that you have to, the, the, the priest has to know his own infirmities and isn't called, and God, or isn't actually worthy, but it's God who calls him. And I can totally understand what the author to the letter to the Hebrews was talking about there. None of us are worthy to follow after God because of sin, because of brokenness, because of division, you name it. But yet God calls us all the more. And so 15 years and a few days after I heard Father Steve read that gospel, and I've spent, I kid you not, the last 15 years meditating on this gospel, and it's probably the main reason I stand before you as a priest. For 15 years, I've come to know three absolute truths about our God. I'd like to share those with you. First, God loves you exactly where you are, without hesitation. But he loves you too much for you to stay there. Jesus comes into Bartimaeus' life. He cries out. He calls out. Jesus, through a neighbor, through someone else, reaches out to Bartimaeus. And when Bartimaeus is touched by the healing hand of God, he moves. He doesn't stay there or go on his merry way He follows after the Lord. The Lord desires that in your life as well. The second thing is that each of us is blind in ways great and in ways small. We do not see reality in the right way without the lens of Christ Jesus. Through a glass darkly, as Saint Paul describes our understanding and vision of God, it is only Christ and Christ alone, who allows us to see the world as it truly is, who allows us to see our vocation, who allows us to look upon the person who has hurt us and to look upon him or her with love. We are blind, but Jesus desires to give us true sight. And the last thing is that it is the hardest thing you will ever do is follow after Christ. But it is the greatest thing the one thing that will lead to true freedom, the one thing that will lead to true joy is to see with his eyes, to see the cost, which is the cross, and to follow after him. Wherever you are right now in your walk with the Lord, you are loved. You are blind. You are made for more. Jesus walks into this church Jesus walks into your life. Take courage. Get up. Jesus is calling. You.